When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to the Hell Has an Exit podcast. I'm your host, Brian Alzate. This show is not affiliated with any specific 12-step program. If you or a loved one is struggling with an addiction, please find a local 12-step meeting. If you believe you may need detox or drug treatment of any kind, please call 888-699-9395 to speak to a specialist. This show is sponsored by United Recovery Project, a state-of-the-art drug and alcohol rehab facility. You can visit our website at unitedrecoveryproject.com. Hey guys, welcome to Hell Has an Exit. I'm your host, Brian Alzate. Today we're doing episode 55, I Got You, featuring Lester M. This is part two. If you haven't listened to part one, please go back. It's episode 54 right before this one, part one with Lester M. Uh, We recommend you listen to that one, obviously, before listening to part two. If you guys can, please follow us on Instagram, at hell has an exit we also are on youtube this is full audio and video podcast please tell a friend tell a friend leave a review on apple Podcasts, whatever you can to help out the show we greatly appreciate it thanks guys and when i met kim is the first time that i actually was saying no to the drugs was saying no to the drugs i wanted to be with her you Mm -hmm. know what i mean that created completely different you know like emotions for me like Mm -hmm. i don't want to do this anymore i want to live i want to enjoy my life i want to enjoy this girl like i want to go to dinner and enjoy that dinner Mm -hmm. and not be worrying about like okay i'm going to drop her off i'm going to go pick up and use all night long until the sunrise you know and um and that was that was a fight eventually i started using and, and you know and i put her through you know through a lot you know um through um her not knowing, she has never dealt with an addict before. She barely drinks, mm-hmm. you know. That was tough for her to to deal with. And now that I'm with her, I continue to use and kind of like where, where it becomes almost like the, my start of my recovery. I'm getting to a point that I'm working on my third OD. Mm. I'm, I feel it coming. I'm binging again. I'm stuck in the house. I'm paranoid. I don't want to come out of my house. I don't want to go pick up my kids. You know, I don't want to do anything. I mean, like, and it's getting worse. And I st- my hand starts to get locked. You know, and and I. Start- what did the hospital say? Like, what was that? Um. So what they said was that my potassium dropped, hmm. and it created the muscle. You know, uh, wow. spasm. Yeah, yeah. And of course, so what I did is like, okay. Banana? Well, I load up my house with banana. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I did. My house was loaded with bananas. Hell you know, yeah. and and for this girl, like she looks like, <laughs> like what's up with all the bananas? So I I bought like potassium pills and bananas. You know, wow, and that's I, the overdose cure, dude. You know, so I had my little shaker. You know, like my little ninja. You know, because because you know what and and, and what, what dude? No, I'm serious. Like. You know, my, I get I get very creative. You know, I <laughs> no, like, I was yeah, completely I serious. Yeah, bananas. and what will happen is like the banana when I'm when I'm going through it, it was hard for me to swallow. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, 
So I bought a blender so I could make a shake and it'd be easier for me to swallow. Like, <laughs> real talk, real talk. You know, you need help, bro. You know what? Now, now I think about it, it's like, well, you could have just put the coke down. You know, like, no, no, man. I loaded up. I loaded up with bananas. Like, you know, that's you know, Whoa. that's what I that's what I did. And um, and you know, I mean, it got it got really bad, man. Where, like I said, like even my ex-wife was just telling me, like, yo, you're better, your kids are better off with you dead. Hmm. And you know what? I became okay with that idea. Like, I remember like having hallucination. Like, you know, one of the strongest ones for me was I remember being at this guy's house and I passed out on the couch and I started like hallucinating that I was dead. I was in the gasket. And my ex-wife came in into the funeral. I could see her. She was holding the baby in her hand, the little, the, my little girl, mm-hmm. and she's coming with my older one with her hand, right? Like, and they walk towards the gasket. I could see her. I'm trying to talk to her. She can't, you know, hear me. And she's just sad. And she's just walking. The mother just takes them away. And the, my, my oldest, she just turns around and she said, like, goodbye, Papa. But, like, with no feeling, she was just, like, disappointed, like, goodbye, Papa. And just mm-hmm. walks out, man. And that feeling of, you're dead. You can't do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And she's probably better off. She won't, She's not going to be in pain anymore. Mm-hmm. She's not going to suffer this anymore. And um, how low... Our disease takes us that I became okay with that. That was okay. It's crazy. I, I want to say that my story was, you know, like I've heard of people like they changed because of their kids and that, you know, I became okay with my kids being gone. The trigger for me was <clears throat> this girl, Kim, she was next. She put up with everything. I've already lost everything. I've already lost the house, you know, the jobs. Like, And I felt like I'm one of those, like, I could get those things back easy, man. I know I get back on my feet, you know. <laughs> but the girl, crazy. Yeah. Well. The girl, I feel like she's gone. You're not going to get this girl back. Like, she, she's gone. She was tired. Mm-hmm. She was done. She did, like, three years well. of pure insanity, chase, calling hospitals, jails, old places, mm-hmm. you know. It was just insanity, you know. And she dealt with it, you know, and... um. And, you know, and I said, this is, you know, I'm, she's next. Like, she's next, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know. And I remember on, I had met this guy in one of the meetings. The guy, he used to text me, like, almost every day, you know. Wow. And, you know, I, I, I would never reply back. <laughs> but I, there was something about him that I felt like, you know, that I, I trusted him. Uh-huh. I pick up the phone and I text him, like, yo, you remember? He's like, yeah, of course. You know, and I'm like, dude, I, I, need, I need help, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I felt that, and I used to say like, "Oh, NA didn't work for me." You know, well, I wasn't working NA. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I remember, I even got a sponsor. He gave me steps, so I brought the steps home. I told my girlfriend, "Hey, let's sit down and work steps together." <laughs> you know, so you read, you ask me the questions, I answer the question, you write them down. Oh, that's you know, sick. so when I told my sponsor, my sponsor like, "Is she an addict?" Like, no. It's like, what the fuck is she writing steps for? You uh-huh. know, so I was doing it my way. You yeah. know, I wasn't full in. You know, I, I made the phone call. He actually recommended me, you know, he, he gave me the number for your P. He gave uh-huh. me your number. He told me about you. And, um, and man, that was Yeah, the, I still remember that phone call. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That was the best call I've made in my life, man. Mm-hmm. That was because I was not going to make it in those days. I knew it. My higher power was was very clear with me that I was not going to make it out of that room, yeah. man. You know? And, and I remember we talked, you know. And you had never been to treatment before ever, right? Never been to treatment. I didn't even know about treatments. I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything, you mm-hmm. know, have never like researched, you know, treatment or anything. I just knew that I needed to probably be locked away somewhere. Mm-hmm. I just needed to be locked away somewhere. And I needed, I needed a little time to come off whatever. And it's, you know, and deep therapy, mm-hmm. you know. And one of the things that, that I'm grateful, man, I remember it was like, 
at some point, I think we talked, it was like 10 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And I called you and you pick up the phone. And, and I remember like you told me like, hey, man, I don't care what you decide to do. Go to a treatment center. Mm -hmm. Like go to treatment. Like you don't have to come to ours. You don't have to come to URP. Go somewhere. And that for me was like, all right, this guy's not just about business. Because, you know, if it was all money, it was like... You gotta Mine's come the to best, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, I think what we do at UAP is really special and we do a great job. At the end of the day, bro, you're going to go to therapy. You're going to live with roommates. You're going to be told to do shit you don't want to mm -hmm. do. They're going to ask you questions you don't want to answer. You're going to yeah. feel uncomfortable. There's going to be some structure. You're not going to get along with people. Yep. There's going to be some groups you like. There's going to be some groups you don't like. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's going to be 30, 45 days, 60 days of you away from the drugs and it's up to you to make the most of it. Yep. And that is it. Yep. And I explain, it's like the gym. There's really nice gyms and there's really shitty gyms, but there's a fucking treadmill, right. <laughs> a flat bench, a leg press machine, some free weights. The basics. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Some might be cleaner. Some might have better customer service. But at the end of the day, if you choose to gain weight again and get fat, it's not yep. the gym. Yep. It's your ass. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, you know, I always try to like, you know, I don't want to tell you, I don't like to overpromise either because you might go there and not enjoy the treatment center either. Right. You might go there and, and maybe another center is better for you or you might not be ready to, to really go to treatment right now. Right. But I remember when you were like, oh, I don't think you're going to keep me long enough. Right, 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 right. I, like, I can't believe you remember that. Yeah, I remember you're yeah. like, "Oh, well, yeah. I want to do, I want to stay really long," and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> "This uh, guy right here." <laughs> I was like, "I was like, bro, after two days, he's gonna want to leave." But right. I was like, "That's not a problem here. Like, we don't kick people out." Right, and that was that was that was my genuine concern. See, at this time, I'm afraid of myself. Yeah, you know, I'm in fear for my. Listen, my issue, and it was very clear, my issue wasn't drugs my issue because i enjoyed using mm -hmm. like a lot of people do on a weekend on a special occasion and, and and whatever i think that that's okay my problem is that i cannot do that and, and like not stop until my third od is coming like mm -hmm. i don't know how to use go to a party finish at five o'clock in the morning go home go to sleep wake mm -hmm. up the next morning take a shower breakfast have a nice Sunday and then go to work on Monday. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that in middle yeah. school. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, you know, you know, you know what I'm yeah. saying. You know, and because of that, I had, I felt the urgency. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to come back out. Like I don't want to feel this. If mm -hmm. I was trying to run away from pain, I'm in real. I'm in hell. Mm -hmm. I'm in hell. You know, right now. You know, so keep me. You know, from this hell. You know, I was very clear of what my intentions were. And, and, and that's what I'm, I'm grateful that to hit that rock bottom mm -hmm. because I really felt that because the insurance, you guys are going to kick me out in, in a couple, in a couple of days, yeah, yeah. you know? And, um, and sometimes when you go to the hospital, like hospitals, like that's kind of what they do. Yeah. As soon as you're better, Hey, you got to go. Hey, yeah. I need to be here longer. Don't matter. Yeah. My know? two previous, you know, rides to the hospital, yeah. you know, as soon as I got better, I'm like, yeah, I was dead like a couple of days ago. And you know, you're going to send me back okay, home. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, we need your bed. You got to get out of here, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. And, um, I remember that I was concerned, like I wanted to see the place. I wanted to, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, I got to tour the place, you know, and, and you know, I, m I miss some of you guys, you mm -hmm. know, and, you know, man, and a couple of days later, you know, I was in detox, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I always say this, man, you know, um, URP got me clean. I got clean at URP, mm -hmm. you know, 
United Recovery Project is the foundation of my recovery. Like what I have today is because of that place, that detox, Riviera Beach. And that's why I go back today and I will do everything mm-hmm. I can to continue to support. Because from the moment that I walked in and that gate closed, I mean, there was a lot, there was still a lot of insanity happening. Mm-hmm. But I now have an opportunity. I now have a chance to live again. And my family has an opportunity again. Mm-hmm. My kids have an opportunity. My daughters have an opportunity again to have a father on something that I felt that, you know, because of my previous actions, I deprived them from. You know, and and, that, and and I was willing to like let my life go because of it. You know, mm-hmm. now I have an opportunity, and um, so I, I took detox, you know, seriously. You know, I was not playing around. I realized that a lot of people go there, and 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 you know, and I, and I share about this like. There is a friendship that you build in detox with your detox buddies, mm-hmm. you know, because we're all trying to do the same thing and trying to get clean. And these are first times. And, yeah. you know, there's th- actually a psychological term. It's called trauma bond. There you, you go. Know, when people have a similar traumatic experience, yes. it bonds them. Yes. You know, but I realized early in detox is like the reason I'm in detox is because of my buddies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I ended up here. I don't need no buddies. I don't need no friends. Fuck these people. More than likely, I'm never going to see them again. And you know what? It's all cool and everything, but I need to be in a completely different mindset. You mm-hmm. know, not outside smoking cigarettes, you know, freaking pack a day, mm-hmm. you know, just because I want to be cool and hang out with the cool kids. You know, I completely like pull, you know, away, away from that. I remember like, you know, I started writing, like, like I started writing letters and started writing like gratitude list. And I started like doing push-ups and playing basketball and mm-hmm. doing all, you know, away from the group, man, you know, and, and, and I started taking like seriously, you know, I remember I did like 18 days, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I asked like, Hey, can I be extended? Like, yeah. you know, listen, the, the other thing is like people try to rush the detox process. Mm-hmm. What it clicked like really early is like, where the fuck is you going? Yeah. Like, what do you think is happening next? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, from the time that I went from a white band to a blue band, like I got more responsibilities. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I'm on a free vacation right now. Mm-hmm. Like I've never had so much free time to think and mm-hmm. to be, to deal with myself like I have here. And I'm pretty sure, I, I didn't know PHP, but I knew that it was going to be a little bit harder mm-hmm. than detox. So let me take my time, you know? And, you know, and that mentality is addiction. Because sometimes it's not about the the actual thing that you're going through. It's about the mechanism that is getting people to act a certain way. So, like, you know, the other day we had someone that was freaking out about how they couldn't have creatine. Hmm. And this is a grown-ass man. And he doesn't understand why he can't have creatine. And even me, as someone who works out, don't think it's a big deal. I'm not a nutritionist. We have a nutritionist that works there. And for right. some reason, she doesn't think that this kid should have creatine. This man should have creatine. And he's really having a fit about it. Hmm. And it's like, you know, think about you're in treatment. You're a drug addict. You probably lost everything. You're probably here because your family is fed up with you. You're probably facing some jail time. And all the things you can focus on. You Thank chose you. to focus on the one thing that isn't going your way. And Thank it's you. like, <laughs> like that's addiction. Yes. That is addiction yeah. more than shooting up. When yeah. you gravitate to like the one thing you can't control it's the you're living in the opposite of the serenity prayer yeah you're focusing on the things you can't control control. correct that is hell that is hell one thousand percent you could be clean and still live in that you can be off drugs forever and you can be miserable and you could be living in the opposite of the serenity prayer 
which is inability to accept things the way they are. Right. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's big because and and I share this with the guys all the time back in detox. It's I find it funny because you know we get there and there's like, well, they lied to me. Like, what, do you, what do you mean <laughs> yeah. they lied to you? Yeah, because they told me that there was a you know a Michelin star, you know a Michelin you know star chef, chef yeah. and, and they told me that we were gonna go have long walks on the beach and that they had rabbits and that we could pet a turtle and this and <laughs> and you know and I'm I'm like hold on first of all time out. When you made that phone call, you were drunk or high as shit. Mm-hmm. Let's start with that. Nobody calls over, you know, to the one eight hundred number, yeah. right? Second, let's say that they lied to you, dude. Why are you here? Like, mm-hmm. I know the reason I came here is because I was dying. Yeah. Like, I, it wasn't because I was high or because uh, you know I got really drunk one night. Mm-hmm. It's because I couldn't stop getting, I couldn't stop drinking and doing coke until the point that I'm about to die. That's mm-hmm. why I got here. And my concern is about petting a rabbit. Like that's, they lied to me yeah, yeah. about going to the beach. Like this is what you're worried about. Like yeah. then you have bigger, how can you stop smoking crack if you're worried about, you know, These going ho- yeah. horseback riding? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and, and I get it when you're at that stage, like the obsession of mm-hmm. the disease, but it, that had to click like really early, you know, really early mm-hmm. for me to, you know, to progress, you know. Man, I always say, you know, and, I, and I always tell the guys this, you know, they get so caught up or we get so caught up into all the things like the facility, the location of the facility, where's the mansion, this and that, you know, and, and it tells like, I don't really care about any of that. The only thing I care about is the quality of the therapist. Mm-hmm. And I found that that group of therapists in detox was top notch, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I, I still remember every single one of them. You know, every single session, you know, to the point that I started like, you know, because um, I like to complicate shit. So I said, I'm going to keep it simple for the first time. I'm going to take three points of each group that I learned. And it was so easy for me to write those points because the quality mm-hmm. of them were, so, were just amazing. Um, We touched so many different points, you know, it, it was more than what I was expecting. You know, mm-hmm. I really thought that it was going to be a place that you just kind of hang out there until... The drugs get out of your system. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it was way deeper than that. I mean, it started almost like, I mean, things got spiritual, things got, you know, philosophical, mm-hmm. you know, things got, you know, um, you know, we talked, I remember there was a nutritionist that came, they explained like why there's so many candies around. Yeah. I mean, th- there was, there was a reason for everything, you know? And I don't like, like, honestly, um, like United Recovery Project is like an amazing treatment center. And uh, sometimes it like makes me sad because when I see like what all these people have, and it's not just our treatment, like just going to a private facility is a real luxury. Yeah. And if you get the chance to go, it's like, it's, it's a special thing. You know, I get calls, I tell people all the time, but I get calls daily, every mm. single day about people begging me for a scholarship. Every yeah. single day. I wish I could, could scholarship the whole world. Yeah. I really wish I could, you know? And it's like, bro, I got clean in a state funded place. I went to a state funded treatment center. It was horrible. No one was an addict. Right. Not one person. Not one person had even knew what the fuck to do. And I was so young. Nobody was like, hey, you could get yeah. clean. This is what you should Especially do. Especially that part, being people, so young. People like, were I like, relate. <laughs> people were looking at me like, what? <laughs> they were like reading my shit like. You did what? <laughs> and they wouldn't even hide their expression. They would be yeah. looking. And I'm thinking like, bro, these are doctors and nurses yeah, yeah, yeah. and people who have seen it all. And they were like, what? Your parents? Were like, what happened to you? Like, like people mm-hmm. were literally confused. And I'm like, these are the people supposed to help me. And they don't even know. There was no confidence in their message. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love the 12 steps so much. Because when I went to the 12 steps, 
when I went to 12 step meetings, it was spoken with confidence, yeah. assurance. There were some absolutes and there was people that looked like they've been yeah. way worse places than I had been. So, you know, sometimes I wonder like, like, well, you know, people like you don't even find out about the 12 steps until later on in right. life. Yeah, you know? my, after my first, I had to oh, I have to go through an overdose three times yeah. before. <laughs> like, yeah. how, how are the how are the paramedics not like, yo, you need to do this, you need to go to treatment. And that's that's amazing. I mean, because obviously it's in my system, you know, and yeah. the level that is on my system. So they they should have a pamphlet like right there, like you need to go here right now. Yeah, it's crazy. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so so. Uh, you know, you go to treatment. What was like completing treatment like for you? Because I know it was very hard for you because I know you lived right there. Yeah. So that was all oh, before we jumped there. You know what? I would never forget that. Uh, um, I would never forget you came to detox on like my third or fourth day. Uh-huh. And you were showing the, the the place to some people, you know. And I remember you walked in and I'm like, oh, Brian, what's up? Let's this and uh, that. You know? talk, yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, and then I remember like telling you like, you know, like, where your mind is at, right? Uh-huh. And I remember it's like, like, yo, so listen, I have this domain called um, on essentialoutreach.com. <laughs> uh-huh. Listen, you know, when I, when, you know, we should talk, you know, because I could provide you with some leads and that. And you're sitting there like, why don't you finish detox first, bro? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like finish treatment first, yeah. you know? And our mind, man, you know, you know. I was just at the grad house the other day and this kid was like, bro, I'll never forget. Like he just graduated IOP and we're out and we're getting pizza, right? And um, he's like, man, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be this. I want to be that. And I was like, bro, if you don't work these 12 steps, you ain't going to be anything. Right, right. If you don't focus on the, like, like, bro, you can ask me anything. How to stay yeah. clean. What's the second step about? What's your favorite step? Uh, what What are some things that you did your first couple of years that really helped you? Right. And you're going to ask me about some fucking motivational <laughs> right. entrepreneurship. Everything I learned in entrepreneurship, I yeah. learned through the yeah, 12 steps. Exactly. Everything I ever needed to learn, I learned by working the 12 steps, by having a service commitment, by showing up consistently. Exactly. And like sometimes I'm just like, it's like the worst when people come up to you and they're like, Hey man, I can't wait till I own a treatment center one day. Yeah. And it's not it's not that they can't do that. It's that, you know, when you join karate, when you are a white belt, you don't right. say, "Hey, can I teach the class?" Yeah, sure. You know, not? it's like, "Hey bro, why don't you, you know, f- finish getting to like the yellow belt first, yeah. you know?" But you you know, and I and I, I will never forget like your answer. It was like one of those things that like like set me back to like mm-hmm. I have to reflect into like what am I doing here? Like, mm-hmm. what, what am I thinking about? Like, I'm already thinking about what I'm going to do outside. Yeah. Dude, let me get through this. Mm-hmm. Like, let me focus, like, you know, and it became clear, like, I need to do this first, you yeah. know? And um, and he kind of set, like, my tone for the rest because, you know, I said, it was difficult. I didn't know the treatment was right there. Like, mm-hmm. Two like two three blocks from my house, mm-hmm. like that liquor store furniture. Like that, that's you know that was where where I, where I used I to go. Liquor. Wow. Yeah, that was my liquor store. The barber shop that's right in front. Uh-huh. I used to go there. My boy that served used to wow. go. You know what I mean? Like everything was there. You know. Yeah. And uh, so when when we pulled up, you know, first of all, when we're driving. I'm like, which is, which is rare, by the way. Most people at United Recovery Project that go there are from out of state. Right. You're right. Probably right. the only person. I was that the only person was that was the only person that was local. Right. So yeah. we're driving, and I'm like, why is this guy taking me home? Like, what did I do? <laughs> like, I thought, I thought I was, you know, I was doing good, you know. Yeah. And um, and so that that was that was intense and. 
But you know what, man? Like, I, it made me realize, like, I could do anything. You know what I mean? I could, you know, I, I could do this, right? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that was that was challenging. Like, I remember, like, times being outside, like, smoking a cigarette and seeing, like, my boy pull up to the, you mm-hmm. know, to the barbershop. And I'm like, yo, I got to get back inside, you know? Mm-hmm. But it also gave me the strength, like, wow, I'm doing this. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pulling, you know, like, I, I don't know. There was, there was something empowering about that as well, you know? I think the big challenge came with it when I broke my knee. Yeah. You know, when I playing had basketball, you know, right? playing basketball, yeah. yeah, play, you know, playing basketball and, you know, I broke down the, the, um, the ACL, LCL and I tear the meniscus, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember coming back on Monday and I'm like, I'm out. I, and I think it was a reasonable thing for me to say, look, I'm out. Yeah, I'm on crutches. I'm I can't on crutches. be getting on the van every day. Right, right, you know, right. In and out. In and out of the house. Listen, for, you know, at this, we're not in detox. I have to make my own lunch breakfast, mm-hmm. lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. How am I going to do that? You know, and like I tell you, you know, I was telling you from the story with my dad and how I used to like, like breed the fish and build my own kites and sell it because I'm, it's hard for me. I was, from that early age, it's hard for me to ask for help. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of my, you know, character defects, man. You know, I'm, you know, oh, I'm very wow. powerful, you know, it's from an early, early age. So now I got to sit there, like literally, like I was sitting in a corner, wait for somebody to pass me like, hey, yo, you think you're giving me a glass of water, bro? I've been thirsty. I've been like dying for the last hour. Nobody has walked by here. You know, uh-huh. I almost felt like, you know, you know, like those frogs that are sitting like on a, you know, on, on a, on a branch path. and they're yeah. waiting for something to pass by. And they're like, you know, and another dude will pass by and it's like, bro, can you make me a sandwich? I'm starving, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I saw the camaraderie in, you know, in recovery too. They were like, Lester, we got you, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, and these people like, like they help me and they carry me, you know, and, um, you know, I mean, it, it was it was amazing. And I remember, I will never forget, like, this guy, Matt, man, you know, he came and he told me, like, Lester, this is probably the best thing that you... Because I was doing, like, you know, I'm one of those that I do really good. Wherever I go, I, I you know, I like to excel. Like, mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I apply myself, like, we're going to do good. And I felt like I was, like, flying through the program. You know, I was just, I was, I was yeah. cruising. I was flying, man. You know, everybody's like so proud of me and this and that. And you do so good. It's called Captain Recovery. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I'm that guy. Uh-huh. And this thing, like, pulled me back. I mean, this thing, like, slammed me on the mm-hmm. floor, you know. And then it's even like the pride thing. Like, you know, I like to look good. I like to stand sharp, to stand tall. And here I am walking around with the crutches, you know. And of course... You got people like, what's the, they used to call me, uh, Mr. Hopalong, and, you know, like, you know, all kinds of, you clowning know, you. everybody's yeah. like clowning me, you know what I mean? And I'm sitting there like, like, in mean, my pride completely, I, I'm yeah. humiliated, mm-hmm. you know, and, and which I learned later on that, you know, in recovery, you need humility. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for humility, sometimes you need to be humiliated in order to gain some humility, mm-hmm. you know, and I learned that later on. And this experience was like God saying, like, you know. You need to slow this down. And you know what, man? And we also have choices in, in the things that happens to us, you know? I could become a victim and say, like, hey, look what happened to me. I'm gone. Or I, for me, I took it more like, you know what? Let's take this over. I cannot go outside anymore to smoke cigarettes and to do anything. Mm-hmm. So now, because it's too painful to, you know, to like, it's not around. worth it, yeah. you know? So now I'm going to sit down. You know what? Let me start Let me start reading the big book. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got a sponsor that was willing to work steps with me while I was in treatment. Mm-hmm. He came, he brought me the worksheet. So I started working steps while, I, you know, while I was in, you know, in P, you know, in, in PHP. I, don't have, I couldn't do anything else, yeah. you know, granted, you know, but I took, I took advantage of that opportunity, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. And I know like, you know, I've heard you speak at the center a couple of times and I appreciate every time you say like, you know, 
how many of you go home and just watch Netflix? Right. How many of you go home and you just like eat shit and fuck around and jump in the pool, which is great. But like how many of you are reading the books that they gave you? How many of right. you is doing the assignments that the therapist is, is giving you, you know? And uh, I was t- telling someone the other day, like, you know, I believe in the four agreements so much that everyone who comes to the Yo. treatment center gets the four agreements. But I had five years clean before I read that book. Right. That book changed my life. Um, the four agreements book was like hands down the simplest, like w- spirituality, one-on-one, how to deal with yep. resentments, how to deal with your family, how to, you know, like even till today, it's like one of the foundations of everything I do. Totally. Somebody the other day was like, oh, I never seen you get upset. And I'll be like, I just don't like when people aren't their word. Right. You know, right, like right. everything in my life is like kind of based off that, you know. I don't know. That's crazy that you say that because um, my therapist, you know, um, in PHP, man, I mean, amazing, amazing, mm-hmm. amazing, man. You know, um, I, you know, yo, this lady like really made me like take a deep look and, you know, mm-hmm. in, you know, at myself. And, and then, the you know, the book, The Four Agreements, you know. So I read it there. I started to highlight it and it became part, I mean, it completely changed my approach at everything, you know, because mm-hmm. it was more, you know, it became more like, all right, well, how can you be impeccable with your word, man? Like, how do you, how do you do that? And what's the meaning of your word, you know, and then the strength of your word, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the black magic and everything that they talk about, you know, and then it was like, all right, well, stop taking things personal, which is an issue. It was a problem yeah. that I have today, you know, it's crazy. I, listen, today. I still remember reading, even if someone comes up and she puts a gun to your head and kills you. Right. It was nothing personal. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I still remember. Right. Uh, how is that not personal? Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and, and it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting thing because it's like it, it gets you into like the oneness yes. of all of us. You know, it's like, how could I hate you and love myself? And, right. You know, how could you do that to me? Where everything anyone's ever done to me, I've done to someone else in some type yeah. of way. Yep. It, it's it's it, today. I have the audiobook, and when I'm going through it, like when I'm going through it yeah. my girl, I have to read this, you know, because yeah. it was the other one. Um, uh, don't make assumptions, right? Yeah. Like you know, like and the last one was that. Um, always do your best, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I'm telling you, like I really, I live by those four things. Yeah. It was, it, it was like you read all these other books and this big, you know, theological, and you know, so in the, yeah, they're 500 pages. Dude, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I, I can't comprehend all of that. It's this so, I get. it's, yeah. I mean, I, I got, to, I, I met him. Yeah. I met Don Miguel Ruiz. Yeah. And you know, the book changed my life so much that, uh, sometimes it's like the most simplest thing that, that can change yes. someone's life. And, and it's like nothing I can say, can say better than what it said yeah. already in there, you know? Yeah. I mean that 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 and, and that's what I'm telling like I'm I'm so grateful to your because I the focus was on things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, on things that you like chose that. to focus on. That yeah. that I chose to focus on, but the reality is like this was brought to my attention there. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, you know, um I get to travel or, or I get to visit other locations mm-hmm. today, you know, as we do H and I and whatnot, and I get to see, you know, how things are run and what is said, what is not said. And it's true that, that you know, if you want to, you could see recovery. Dude, listen, I know mm-hmm. people who detox in, in their uncle's couch, you know, yeah. and they go to NA meetings and that's all they need, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the fact that in European, like, there was this focus on things like that. You know, there was mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, you get this book with every single person that walks in here gets this book, <laughs> yeah. you know. And that for me was just, you know, was because it's, it's life changing, you know. And um, yeah, I mean, that, that, was, that was great. What uh. So what was it like graduating, completing URP? What was your first year like? What was year two like? You know, or like some things you learned? How important was like sponsorship? Yeah. So graduating, it was, 
it, it was a big deal, man, because I, I, you know, I'm not a school guy. Mm -hmm. I don't have a certificate for of nothing. I don't have a certificate of nothing. <laughs> wow. My first certificate was the completion of PHP. Mm. My second certificate was the completion of, you know, IOP. Mm -hmm. You know, I bodied that shit. Like I, you know, I body that shit, you know, and, and even, and even for me, like, you know, the IOP, I had the option to do IOP from my house, mm -hmm. you know? And I said, no, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stay in the program, yeah. you know? Uh, so, cause like, sometimes it's like, I have friends that, you know, try to get clean. Right. And my one friend, he's like, okay, I'll do outpatient. I was like, you really should live in a sober living. And mm -hmm. he's like, oh, I have a place to live. And I'm like, it's not about, yeah. like people think that sober living is just for people who have nowhere else to go. And I was like, bro, it really is taught. Living at home and living in a sober living is night and day difference right. in a positive way. And you might not like having a roommate. You might not like having a curfew. You might not like having to, to piss in a cup three times a week. That on top of the IOP, on top of going to meetings and service, mm -hmm. when it's done all together the same way, it's totally different. Well, you to me, you, you said it earlier, right? Structure. You said mm -hmm. the word structure, right? Um, I think that when you start using, there's no structure. Of course. Anything goes. And that's what you become about. You know, and this is about bringing some structure, some discipline back in your life, mm -hmm. man. It was the worst part of my day was, um, you know, going to IOP, going to a meeting, going to my house, having dinner with my girl, with my kids, kissing them goodnight. Mm -hmm. And a grown ass man, whole ass before eleven o'clock, because I gotta make curfew, <laughs> and then I gotta go piss in a cup. Yeah, yeah. Like that was voluntarily. That, yeah, that that was fucking horrible. You know, I hated that. That's humility. I hated that. You know, you know, and and and, and I'm putting myself through this because I could do it from my house. Mm -hmm. You know, but I understood. You know, listen. At the end of the day, I don't want to go through that shit again. Mm -hmm. I don't want. I love going to detox. I walk in. I talk for an hour, mm -hmm. I get the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I love that part. I don't ever want to deal with any of this shit again. Like, I, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, my respect, but I don't want to do that again. So for me, it was like, I'm going to give everything now mm -hmm. so I don't have to come back here again. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I I see it all the time. People do, you know, half the program, like, oh, you know what? I'm going to come back, and this time yeah. I'm going to do <clears> this. And, oh, I went to meetings, but I didn't get a sponsor. Now yeah. I'm going to get a sponsor. Oh, you know what? I went to, got a sponsor, but I never did service. And it's like... Yeah, it half, they, they have asked everything. Yeah. And, and, and it's just understanding what I learned about, I mean, the whole, my, that whole journey, mm -hmm. starting from detox, you know, and I, and I transfer that to everything. It's like, I have to be 100% all in, mm -hmm. all chips in, yeah. all chips in. Dude, I'm all chips in when I'm using. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't have no reservations to my using. There is no, there's for me, there's no such thing. Like I'm gonna say for tomorrow, mm -hmm. like that, that doesn't exist. You know, I'm gonna use until it's gone, or until I'm about you know, when it's gone, I'm gonna get more. I'm gonna use until I've my third of these coming. Like that's how I use. Mm -hmm. So my recovery had to be the same way. You know, and um, and and you know what, man, it worked in so many ways. Like I always tell people, like I'll get into a, a fight with my girl, right? Like this is a a normal reason for me to use. We got into a fight. Fuck it. I don't want to deal with her ass. So mm -hmm. I'm going to go use and I'm going to, you know, use all night. Yeah. Now what's happening, like we're getting into a fight, like she's tripping about whatever. And I'm like, you sure you want to trip? Because I'm going to leave to my little halfway. Mm -hmm. I'm going to turn off my phone. I'm going to go to sleep. Cool, calm. Yeah. And tomorrow we're going to deal with this again. And you're going to be here crying all night, like, mm -hmm. you know, trying to call me. So how you want to end this, you know? And it was a safety net, mm -hmm. you know? But if I was home, 
I had to sleep next to her, man, and I had to deal with that all night. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for any of that. You yeah. know, you're not ready. Like people don't. People think they're going to get out of treatment. And they're going to go back to their spouse, and it's going to be like all beautiful. And what changed in thirty days? Yeah. What What happened in forty days? I've been using for yeah, 12, that's, 15 that's years. Sober living. Even I tell people like, man, just do it for a couple months, two yeah. months, and it's like like that cushion and that. Uh, it's, it just it makes such a difference. Yeah, big time, big time. And for me, that I mean, that was that 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 changed. You know, um, and it was cool, man. I. I in IOP, I got a job doing computer programming. And mm-hmm. that, even, even that, right? Like, I remember my jobs are in Boca. Like, mm-hmm. that's where I get paid, you know, man, you know, jobs are in Boca, uh-huh. right? So I got an offer here in Taft Street, right? They're paying me like $40,000 less than what I would usually make. Mm-hmm. But my whole thing is like, the job was like two blocks from the halfway house, mm-hmm. like four, like three street, like from, you know, from the center. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, in the area next to a bunch of meetings, like, I don't need the money. Right now, I need enough money mm-hmm. to pay my rent. I need enough money to pay my car, pay gas, mm-hmm. pay my little bills, and put a dollar in a basket. Mm-hmm. That's all I care. And that's the difference between people who stay clean and don't, because the people who stay clean center their recovery and their life adjust to their recovery. Other yeah. people have a life, and then they're trying to put the recovery around it, and it yep. just doesn't work that way. And you need to have that solid foundation mm. for, I think, five years. Yeah. Like, I really believe five years is a fa- foundation. Sure. Like, you know, it's, it seems crazy to someone who hasn't been in recovery, but five years is what it takes to build a solid foundation mm-hmm. in recovery where you can have some type of maintenance and maybe do a little less maybe sure yeah and uh for some people to be like oh well you know got 60 days clean <laughs> right, <laughs> Just, right. You know. yeah i'm gonna take a job driving an hour you know mm-hmm. yeah it, it may it made no sense at least to me man you know and and i'm grateful that 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 i was able to have that insight you know and mm-hmm. it worked out it worked out great you know i you know as soon as i as soon as i got out i i drove into into na mm-hmm. you know like i always say like and you know URP, I got clean in URP. That's mm-hmm. my story, man. You know, I I tried an A before. It didn't quite work out for me. I, I, I needed something deeper. Mm-hmm. URP was it. But NA keeps me clean, man. You know, I you know I started going to meetings, you know. Um, I got involved, you know, with a home group. Um, I started doing service. Um, I got a sponsor. Mm-hmm. I went through a couple different sponsors there, for, you know, for a minute. Um, until I found, like, the guy that, you know. But even that. I always had a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Even if I knew there was not the right person, I had a sponsor. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the program is a 12-step program. You work the 12-step program with a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Like, the program is not a meetings program. It's not a fellowship program. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's a 12-step program. I mean, it's very clear, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so, so and, and there's a reason for it. I started calling this guy every day. You know, mm-hmm. and actually, he he told me like, oh, that he didn't think I was gonna call him. I was gonna be like, yeah. He's like, oh, you're gonna be one of those guys that you know, you say you're gonna call. You'll be, you know, within a couple of weeks, you're not gonna call me again. I'm like, mm-hmm. I got you, bro. <laughs> you know, and I still call him almost every day. You know, the purpose for that is that, at least for me, the way I took it is, listen, if I call this guy every single day and I tell him well, what's going on with me, the day that I'm getting into a fight with my girl. And then may even consider using, he already knows about it because he's been hearing about us, you know, 
bickering for the last mm -hmm. two, three days. He, you know, you know what I mean? We're having all kinds of different conversations. Like my sponsors don't say hear from me of like, oh, I'm driving on 95 going to pick up. Yeah. That's too late, dude. Mm -hmm. That means that I haven't talked to him in a whole week, you know, because nothing happens in my life today that sends me to drive off 95 for no fucking reason, yeah. you know, to go pick up drugs. You know, something is being building up, you know, mm -hmm. that for me has been, you know, my lifeline there. You know, um, we started, I started working steps right away. I just dove in, man, mm -hmm. you know, on, and, and the steps, it's just been like the spiritual principles behind the steps, man, you know, mm -hmm. and, and what's crazy about the steps for me is that they sound so complicated and the, the little pamphlet thing is like two pages and I keep hearing about people that have like 20 years and 30 years and they're going through difficulties in life. And you talk to them, they're like, oh, I'm back to step one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. And you're expecting like this huge like revelation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're like, no, 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 no. Keep it simple, man. I'm just, I'm being honest with mm -hmm. myself. I have an acceptance. I'm having hope and I'm having faith. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's like, wow, man, that's so simple, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and it's just like, the, like the power of that, man. Yeah, the longer you stay clean, the more you realize that it's like more of a finesse thing and like a technique to things as opposed to like, like this muscle thing. Because I think like, you know, when we're using... Like when you do the six step, it's really an exercise of, okay, try to control your defects. Right. <laughs> and you try to muscle them. You really try to control. You realize you have no control. Yeah. And it's like this surrender, you know, in step seven, you know, you get to that surrender and, and you see how they are removed right. by kind of focusing on the asset. And in a lot of situations in recovery, you know, being clean, as addicts, we want to like control because that's what drugs is about. Yeah. Drugs are about control. The reason why I do drugs is because I can control how I'm going to feel minute right, to minute. Right, you know? right. So I think using is more about control than anything else. And addicts really feel out of control when we can't control the mm -hmm. way we feel. So we have to learn. It's the first thing we learn is surrender. Yeah. You know, that's why when, uh, when people have issues in treatment, I'm like, uh, it sounds like a great opportunity to practice surrender. Right, right. Because it's like... Uh, you know, it's not really about this issue about, you know, your shoes or or you don't like your therapist or whatever. Because when you get out of here, there's going to be an issue at work and there's going to be an issue with your wife. And if you don't learn to practice surrender in here in mm -hmm. a safe environment, you're going to go out there and you're not going to be able to practice it. Yeah. And surrender is really what treatment really teaches you. Because you don't have your phone you aren't around your friends, mm -hmm. you're not around your family. There's a lot of things in treatment that you can't control. Yep. And that is the stepping stone of any type of spiritual development, period. I don't care if it's Buddhism, religion, whatever. Surrender is the core of mm -hmm. every type of thing. And, and probably the hardest thing for us to... Oh, yeah. Like, I, I remember even saying, like, you know, just having the realization, like, dude... I don't even control the air that I breathe. <laughs> like, you know, like I started like thinking like, like, you know, like I have zero control of my life, mm -hmm. you know? So, it, it, and that was like so foreign to me. Yeah. And the thing is that once you step into that, you actually do gain control, right, <laughs> which, is right, the, right. which is the paradox. Right, right. So like, you know, in recovery, we have all these different paradoxes that, you know, you know, once we surrender to not having any type of power over this thing, we actually get empowered. Just like when you have an allergy to a food, when you don't know what the food is, there ain't nothing you can do about it. But exactly. when you figure out that you're allergic to shrimp, guess yep. what? You now you, can, shrimp avo anymore, now you yeah. can avoid shrimp. That's it. No more. <laughs> are you are you still powerless over being allergic to shrimp? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that you know this gives you, gives you gives power, you power over, it, yeah. over not 
fucking with yeah. that shit. And it's like once I know I'm an addict, an addict. Guess what? I don't fuck around people who do drugs. That's it. Guess what? I don't date girls that are on drugs. Guess what? I don't go to fucking neighborhoods that I shouldn't be in. Right. I don't go to the gas station at two in the morning to see what's up. You know? Because now I have the awareness <laughs> yeah. that I have this thing. And once I own that, it becomes an asset. Yeah. You know? And that's really what recovery is about. is about turning all the things that used to destroy you into things that are going to now build you up. Because yeah. we're really just using our weapons against ourselves. And if you think about the qualities and the characteristics of an addict, mm -hmm. man, you flip those things around. Oh, like, yeah. like, you know, it's, it's amazing. Like, I've, you know, I've, I've seen it in my life. I see it in the life of all the recovering addicts, you mm -hmm. know, around me. The perseverance of an addict. Oh, it's insane. It's, it's amazing. The resilience of an addict, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it, it was funny. We were, you know, we were talking about it the other day with, you know, with Edgar, right? Which is, which is, it's an interesting thing. Sorry to jump off, but mm -hmm. <laughs> I have Edgar back in my life today mm -hmm. at a much greater scale than I've ever had him, you know, before. And, and you know, and, and we could get about that a little bit later. But we were talking the other day and, you know, he was saying, I was telling him, like, how many addicts, recovering addicts, mm -hmm. how well they're doing. And he said, well, it's got to make sense because this thing is not cheap. I'm like, no, it's not cheap. He's like, well, <laughs> so this guy is going out there, you know, how much how much do you spend? And I'm like, well, it goes into the hundreds and thousands, you yeah. know. And he's like, well... If you were doing that before just to get a fix, imagine now you still have the hustle in yeah, you yeah. and you and you live in an integrity and people are more than willing to work with you mm -hmm. and you still put a, half of that hustle and you have nothing else to waste it on. Like you have to be doing pretty good, you know, mm -hmm. and um, and and it's just. With what happened to Edgar after through all those years, man, so, Ed, you know, Edgar, he, you know, he continued with the company. Uh -huh. He's doing phenomenal, you know, with, you know, with the companies on, mm -hmm. um, he actually, you know what, uh, he came to Hay Street, you mm -hmm. know, I would never forget. He came, pulled up with a Porsche, you know, he came to look for me wow. and I could only imagine what he was going through, pulling into my efficiency, coming from the mutiny hotel mm -hmm. where he used to come and visit me to come into an efficiency in here. And he took me out to dinner, a couple of hours, lunch it was, and just the pain, you know? Um, I remember I, I came to him several times and asked him for a job. Like, hey, can you give me a job? And he was like, dude, if I bring you in right now, everything is cohesive. Yeah, you're going to fuck it all up. You're going to fuck it all up, mm -hmm. man. You know, I can't do that. I, I love you, but mm -hmm. I can't do that. When I came to URP, I didn't even tell my family I was going to detox. Like I, I just, you know, I was too ashamed. Mm -hmm. In the parking lot of URP detox, the only phone call I made was to Edgar. You know, and I told him, like, I got to do this. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm going to be, you know, right here when you come out. So as I've, you know, as I came out, you know, called him, we, you know, we've been, he actually, he came to detox with me one time and he spoke, you know, with me at detox, you know, mm -hmm. one time as well, oh, you know, cool. yeah, to, you know, cause to him, it's like, he's got his little brother back, Yeah, you know, he's got his little brother back, you know, and, and in ways that before I just couldn't even, you know, um, mm -hmm. we couldn't even imagine. So today we have this amazing bond, this amazing friendship, you know, um, that it goes beyond blood. I mean, and, and, and it's, and what I enjoy is that I'm able to actually just that, that I'm able to enjoy the friendship today. Mm -hmm. He calls me and he says, Hey, you know, let's meet at Sagros Mall. And I'm like, what time? 11 o'clock or two or whatever. I'll be there. Mm -hmm. And because I have a program today, I'm going to be there at the time I say I'm going to be there. And if I can, I'm going to make the phone call. But he's no longer sitting at Sagras Mall two, three hours later wondering yeah. what the hell I'm at. Mm -hmm. You know, what story I'm going to come up with that I couldn't show up, you know, they told my car, blah, 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 you know, whatever nonsense, you know, and, um, and that's, that's amazing, man. What happened with Kim? 
So with Kim, you know what, man? I I um I used to say before, um, I don't know what was wrong with her, because like, why would you be with me, mm-hmm. right? Why would you stay with an addict? Why would you like, what, you know? And and I learned from a really good friend of mine, you know, on Alejandro, um, in the program that um, he tells me, hey, those people, you know, what's wrong with her? She's an angel that God sent here mm-hmm. to protect you and to guide you where you couldn't love yourself, you know? So, you know, um, we've, you know, we stayed together. Um, we've had a lot of challenges, but, you know, our, you know. Um, you guys still together? We still together. Wow. Actually, you know, um, so, you know, we had a baby shower. Yeah. I remember that you you passed by, yeah. you know, it, so, that, so thank you for that. I mean, uh-huh. that was like a highlight, you know, <laughs> they still, they you know, they're still like, hey, what happened to Nickelodeon? You know, and I'm like, I'm sitting like, who's Nickelodeon? Then I remember the car, yeah. yes, the, you know. So, so you know, and even that man, listen, my, um, and this is what recovery has given me, my, my first baby shower, mm-hmm. my first baby shower, man, like I screwed it up so bad. You know, um, I, was, I was in charge of picking up the food at six o'clock in the morning. So I'm like, okay, well, gotta be at six, that's early. So let's just stay up all night. So mm-hmm. I don't have to w- worry about waking up early and, you know, completely screw that up to the point that on my second baby shower, my ex-wife, she didn't want me there. I was not allowed. I was not invited. I was not, you know, and the baby shower that you came to with Kim, I was part of, I was asked to be there. I was, you know, I did that for her. You know what I mean? How long did you have clean at that point? Probably on, I didn't have the two years yet. Coming up on two years. Yeah, I was coming up on two years. I was coming up on two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it was like somewhere in November, December. I was coming up in two years. The house that I was hanging on to, the efficiency that I was hanging on to, I lost efficiency. The house that you came to is a brand new house. Mm-hmm. It's a brand new house, you know. Um, the car that I was, oh, the car was gone, lost, you know, got repoed, whatever, the car. I have a new car now, you know. Um, the, the amazing thing is that everything has come back, full you know. Circle, everything yeah. has come back in a full circle now. I put my priority first, right, over even over Kim, over mm-hmm. my kids, over you know, over all of that, you know. But we have the blessings are there, man. So with Kim, the baby, which is a little bit deeper in the story, but the baby was born on the 5th of January. And I'm not sure, I don't think I've shared this with you, but that was, it was rough, man. Um, we went to the hospital January 5th. When the baby was born, she had started having complications. And um, so man, to, I don't want to get emotional on this, but um, um, so, so essentially the baby was born without breathing. You know, she was um, without breathing for like almost like five, six minutes, you know. Uh-huh. Um, they couldn't get the baby out. That was what was happening. Mm-hmm. The contractions came too fast. I mean, I, I, we don't even know what happened, you know. Um, so they got they finally got the baby out. She wasn't breathing. You know, I'm sitting there. I was like, they, they had me even helping because they couldn't get enough people in the room. So I was like helping to get the baby out. I mean, it was just cr- insanity, mm. you know, insanity. And um, Kim starts bleeding. She, you know, uh, um... You know, because of her height, she they say that they, her body has like five to five and a half uh, liters of blood. She bled four liters of blood. Oh my god! Make a long story short, man. By you know, on January fifth, about two o'clock, they took her to the you know to surgery to see like why was she still bleeding inside the baby. They took it to the eyes to the NICU, and the doctor was telling me like, "Hey, you have to be ready, man. I don't think that you know." I don't think that neither one of them are going to make it tonight. Oh, my God. Yeah. Having my previous experience with my other two daughters, man, there have been plenty of times in the hospital. I remember, like, 
<clears throat> they were in the hospital one time, and, and I told the mother, I went there, and I told the mother, hey, let me borrow the car. I'm going to go get her something to eat. And I took the mother's car. I left her and the two daughters with pneumonia in the hospital, and I took off for two days. Hmm. Like, that's my, you know, that's my story. And now here I am at the hospital with this, with this situation. I wanted to run. I wanted to run. Um, I wanted to do, like, what I felt was, like, my, you know. Escape. My yeah. escape, you know. And, um, and, and this is why you work a program. And this is why everything that I have, everything that you have met me before doing, going to detox, driving mm -hmm. an hour up, being an hour there, driving an hour back, um, doing service. I became the secretary of my, of a meeting, of the beach meeting. Mm -hmm. um, I'm the webmaster, you know, for the South Broward area. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I do, you know, I, I'm... I do the helpline, so I pick up the 1-800 number. Wow, that's cool. I have sponsors. I I speak at a lot of meetings. I do a, I mean, I do a lot of work in my recovery. Program, yeah. All of that was for that one moment hmm. because I just wanted to run, you know. And, and the only thing that came to my mind was I want to make some, you know. I texted my my sponsor, and uh, and and then the baby. <clears throat> she wasn't doing good. She was having uh, seizures. So they took her to the uh, Joe DiMaggio. And um, because Kim was doing so bad, um, she had like nine liters of uh, or nine pints of blood transfusion. And she was still not she was still not coming back. They gave me uh, a bracelet to be. I was the only person in ICU, you know, on, in that hospital. And then and for the baby, they took it to Joe DiMaggio. I'm driving back and forward, back and forward, no sleep, no nothing, back and back and forward. On a Wednesday, baby was born Tuesday, so on Wednesday, um, this guy, man, this brother, he sends me a text message like around 5.55, has never texted me before. He sent me a link to a Zoom. I'm like, what the fuck is this, man? You know, I'm sitting there in, the, in Joe DiMaggio and the NICU. I'm ready to go. I'm really ready to check out. I'm seeing, I mean, the baby was in the machine, the, 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 the pumps, you ventilator, know, the yeah. ventilator. I'm seeing my newborn daughter going up and down on the machine. Mm -hmm. And they sent me this link and he's like, hey, here's a, here's a meeting at 6 p.m. And I just logged into that meeting, man. And, you know, and I sure burning this. I like, I'm about to go. Like, I can't do this, you know. But, you know, my instinct was to get to that meeting, you know. And they started getting phone calls and the support from the, you know, from NA and people started showing up and people started calling me and I accepted those calls mm -hmm. and I accepted the people showing up for me, you know, and bringing me food and everything. And you know what, man, the whole little things that they talk about, like, oh, don't leave before the miracle happens, blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. What would have happened if I would have left before the miracle happened? Because on a couple of days later, the baby started getting better. She started even breathing on her own. And it took Kim almost 30 days to get out of the hospital, the ICU. But Kim got out of the hospital. What would have happened if I would have left before that miracle happened? Mm -hmm. You know? And, you know, and I always say, like, like, wow, like, why did God have to put me through this? And it was more like a testament, like, you know what, man, I... That I've never been to. I've never been in so much pain. Mm -hmm. I've never been so scared. I've never been so like just this in touch with reality. Like I didn't know what was happening, but I've also never known what to do. I don't know if it, I knew exactly what I had to do. Mm -hmm. I knew I just had to keep showing up and showing up and accepting. You know what? And it was given. And it was. It, it goes back to my training with my broken knee, sitting in the corner, asking for help for somebody to give me a glass of water. Mm -hmm. Now I'm sitting here in a saying like, hey guy, we're going to bring you lunch. And me saying like, okay. Mm 
mm-hmm. even though I'm not going to eat. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it, it was all that training, you know, um, and, and, you know, I got to show up, man. And for the first time in my life that, well, for the first time in a long time that I got to become that man again, mm-hmm. you know, just manifested, you know, January 5th, that whole week, that whole month of January, you know, on 2021, I, I you know, I really felt like, you know, um, I was given an opportunity to show up and I showed up, you know, and, and that, I didn't have to use. I'm not telling you that I didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. It was just there. I didn't have to. And I always, you know, when I see people staying clean without really doing any work, you know, my first sponsors, you know, I, he used to say, you know, how are you doing? I would say, I'm good. And he would be like, you need to prepare for when when uh, the storm comes. And yeah. I used to be like, no, I don't even feel like using. And I used to say that all the time. Yeah. I don't even feel like using. Because it, it blew my mind that I don't even want to get high. And he would say, like, one day it's going to happen mm-hmm. so bad. And he's like, you're not going to be able to hear phone calls. You're not going to want to go to a meeting. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to move. Something's going to happen. You're going to want to get high with every cell of your body. And I'll never forget, he was like, if you don't have a program, if you don't have a high, higher power, you're going to pick drugs every time. Yep. And I remember I started to think, like, like I don't really see that. Like, well, like what could really happen? Like, like you're really thinking, like what could really happen? And the reality is, is that most people in recovery prepare for the storm during the storm. Yeah. And when the when it's raining, too, yeah. it's already too late, bro. A little bit it's too late. It's a little too late, bro. You know, you don't put the hurricane shutters on during the hurricane. Mm-hmm. You know, and the reality is, is that like I'd rather have the the shutters and not need them than to need them and not have them. That's what recovery is like, is preparing for the storm, getting through the storm, and then getting through the next storm. And every time you get through the storm, you get some experience, you get some knowledge, mm-hmm. you get some confidence, you get some growth. humility, you get some growth. But my whole life, if I had a problem, I would always dodge it. Right. I would always dodge it, ignore, hide, run. And when you start to go through things instead of around it, right. it starts to change you, you know? Right. And, you know, I, I told someone the other day, like, you know, I was trying to get him to go to treatment. And I'm like, you don't want to go to treatment. He's like, no, I don't want to go. I was like, what's easier, going mm-hmm. to treatment or not going to treatment? He's like, well, obviously not going is easier. And I was like, okay, when you go the easy route, this is where you end up. Yeah. I was like, bro, if something's easy, I don't even like, I don't even want to do it. <laughs> I hate doing easy things because I've trained myself mm-hmm. to do the hard stuff. I've trained myself to go the more difficult route. Because that's how you're going to change. That's how you're going to get better. That's mm-hmm. how you're going to have growth. That's how you're going to experience new things. You stick in your comfort zone. You keep, like, bro, even a stupid podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I've never done a podcast in my life, but I like the challenge. Yes. I've grown to embrace the challenge. I've, in, I've, I've, em, I've embraced when it's not going at the way I thought it would go to fall into consistency. Because yeah. sometimes it feels like you can't be doing nothing right. But at least you could be consistent right, with your right, effort, right. Yeah. you know. Yeah, no, that's an absolutely. amazing story. I never knew that. Yeah, that those were those were it was it was hard times, man. You know, um, the last thing in my mind was that something like that could was be impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, and and literally we were sitting there like like you know how you and I are talking here. Mm-hmm. Me and her were sitting there talking, just talking, and it all, and he went like that mm-hmm. that you know. Within a few minutes, the room was getting rushed from people. And I mean, I mean, I, when I could tell you, like the whole time was just like God's hand, and, you know, in, in you know, you mm-hmm. know, He 
I could, you know, I'm, I'm grateful, you know, today, man. And, and you know what? And even the, even the understanding and the perception that those reservations that we have, right? If this happens, I will definitely use, mm -hmm. you know? And at some point, because things were still not looking good, you know, even, even for Kim, Kim is a dialysis nurse. She ended up in dialysis. Wow. Not only she ended up in dialysis, she wasn't getting any better. And her, the doctors that she works with, it was the, one of her, the same doctor in the hospital. The office, her office came to our house to do mm. their, her home dialysis, you know, and she wasn't getting better at some point, you know. And even at that, having that, I can't, like I tell you, I learned this from the guys that have the 20 and 30 years that they go through difficult times and they go back to step one, two, and three. Listen, I accept that this is the situation. Like why it happened, it doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. I'm here. My daughter was born with he like this. I, my, I don't know what's going to happen with her. The, I, acceptance. I hope, I have hope that no matter what happens, man, God got me. You know, and I have faith that this thing is going to get better. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter what. You know, and if it goes all the way left, you know, I even for the first time that I had the thought, okay, even if it goes all the way left, I got to keep living because I got two more kids and I have mm -hmm. her daughter also to, to take care of. I can't check out. Mm -hmm. I can't check out. And I never had that kind of resolution in, in my life. You know, mm -hmm. to me, it was always like, well, if this happens, it fuck. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and oh, it's okay. Once I come back, I'll fix the rest. And he was mm -hmm. like, no, I don't have to, you know, and I, and I, I gained that from an A, but working on a program in an A, not just an A. Mm -hmm. I never understood. I knew that I had to do the work and I knew how to work the steps. and I knew I had to have a support. I mean, essentially I just followed the suggestions. I didn't do anything different other than the suggestions, man, you know, for me, the program of an A, I think the readings are great. I think that the literature is phenomenal. I think that even the steps are, you know, it's, it's a 12 step program. But it comes down to the, the key tags, man, the suggestions and the key tag stuff mm -hmm. right there. You listen to the suggestions and the key tag and you could stop the whole meeting. Mm -hmm. Like if you could follow that, you know, 90 minutes in 90 days, so you get involved and you start to, you know, to get with the program, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you get a sponsor, what for? So you could work steps, right? Phenomenal. Start do service. So you can get out of your head and start doing things for, you know, for, for other people. Where do you do that? You get a home group. That's where you start with service because you mm -hmm. may not even know where to start, mm -hmm. you know? Very simple. Th mm -hmm. That's it. I mean, those are the suggestions, you know, at end of the program, you know. And for me, it was just that, you know. And, and then you said, you showed up for that day. My previous event where my mother passed away, I didn't have a program. I didn't know what to do. That's how I ended up here, you know. So this was, you know, this was, this was that. I, I mean, it, it, you know, I, I don't, I don't, and, and, I, and I know that I cannot just go and use disappear for a weekend and I'm going to come back. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's not gonna, what's going to happen. Yeah. The, uh, at least you like, that sounds like a lot of you. <laughs> yeah. That, that, no, that, that's, that's a complete, you know. Because the further you get away from the program, the more that sounds to, right. like the truth, you yeah. know? And, and, uh, and, and that's the thing is that most people that relapse don't say, Hey, I'm going to go fuck my life up. They right. just want a little relief. Yeah. 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 Just if I, I'm just going to get a little relief, whether it's a beer whether it's their drug of choice, whether it's something silly, you know, yeah. but, but, but once you do that one drug, you know, like the literature says, like, it's not the drugs that make us addicts, it's our reaction to drugs. Yeah. So you wouldn't even be here if you didn't have the reaction that most I, of us have. Yeah, no, I, you know, and, and, and I also say like, 
part of it is there's a, there's a conflict in my brain. Mm -hmm. In my head sometimes, getting a gram right now, going to Tootsie's. Mm -hmm. To Tootsie or any, or, any or, oh, okay. Well, so that's, this that's this place right over there. No. <laughs> Never been there before. But you know, going to a strip club, you know, going to a club, mm -hmm. you know, and you know, hooking, you know, hanging out with some strippers, you know, doing mm -hmm. a little bit of coke, having a little bit of alcohol. Once a month, once every two months, it sounds like a you know just to kind of let off some steam. It sounds like a phenomenal idea. Mm -hmm. It sounds you know like like probably even you know I could sell it. Like my wife could appreciate it because you know or Kim could appreciate it. Because listen, I'll be less stressed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would sell this thing to myself. Yeah. But the reality is, I know that there's no way that that's gonna mm -hmm. happen like that. That's the big lie, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so I just stay away from that. So what happened with Kim? That she made a full recovery. So, and that's the thing, man. She made a full recovery. You know, listen, you you come into my house right now. Mm -hmm. Navia is nine months old. Wow. Precious, 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 precious. The most beautiful little girl that you will see, man. Full of life, full of energy, just a joy, just a joy. Kim, you know, made a full recovery. She's back to work. If you walk into my house right now and you see my kids, even with my kids, like got them back in my life. My mm -hmm. kids are with me half the time now. I got, I have them half the time. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. From where I start, I started this journey going to URP detox, looking at child abandonment and child endangerment. Wow. Like child neglect and child endangerment, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I was looking at. Today, those kids are with me half the time. They're playing with, you know, you know, they're playing with Navia. There's a cat, there's a rabbit, there's a bunch of chickens. Like, you know, I mean, my house is, you would never believe, mm -hmm. you know, where I'm coming from to what my house looks like today. You're coming up on four years or three years? I'm coming on three. Wow. Coming on three. It's, it like, it always like so crazy how people's lives change in three years. In three years, like they get everything back and then some, and it's like, when I see people rush the process, it just, it makes me just be like, it's like, bro, if you just go slow and do the things yeah. you're supposed to do, it's going to happen. It's, it, it, it's no way it can happen. It's inevitable. Yeah. It, it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's sad when you see people leave before the miracle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing, man. I mean, I, cause even, even with the kids, when I, when I came out, we, we had them while I was in IOP, we had them like they could, co they would come to the house, like you know, during the day or during the night, but I didn't mm -hmm. have anything, you know, any particular arrangement. And I didn't even wanted that yet. I wanted to focus, you know, I couldn't deal with it. You know, it took me almost like, like eight to 10 months before we started to have them over the weekends, mm -hmm. you know, on, and it's been a slow process, but right now I feel like I'm stable. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm stable into what, you know, in what I'm doing. So they're with me half the time, you know, it's, 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 it's incredible, you know, and even with the job, right? Like, so I started with this job that was like thirty, forty thousand $40,000 less than what I usually make, you know, I, stipend, I stayed there for about a little bit over a year. Mm -hmm. I got an offer for another job, you know, making, you know, what I, you know, my usual salary, I have a lot of freedom. I work from home. Dude, I, listen, not only... Not only have I been in this job, I got a 401k. Hey. Okay. I got a 401k. All right. They match, you know, full, you know, they match 100% of 4% of my salary. Mm -hmm. Never had no 401k, you know. Um, more important, I receive an award. 
in my job for my performance. I've never received no award from nothing, you know? So it's 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 amazing. It was funny, like I was trying to like rush at the beginning, straight out of detox, I'm talking to you mm-hmm. about like doing a website business mm-hmm. and this and that. Even at that, it's easy for me as a software developer to do a lot of side work and business and, and everything else. Mm-hmm. Once I understood what this was about, I stopped all of that. Mm-hmm. My focus was my recovery. My focus was meetings, you know, doing service, mm-hmm. doing what I was supposed to be doing. Today, not only I have my job, I work a lot with Edgar. We do a, a, amazing. Cool. I mean, we do a lot of work. We get a, a lot of dealerships that they call mm-hmm. me from out of state. So, you know, we go and we, you know, we do, we're doing a bunch of things, you know, and it's a, I, I, I feel like it's a joy for me, the things that we're doing and we're working on mm-hmm. today. You know, um, I have a lot of site customers that are constantly, and what I love is I take on a job today they're paying a significant amount of money for what for the for the things I'm doing for them. I'm working in integrity. I know that what they pay me for, they're gonna get it. Mm-hmm. I'm not running away with their money. It's not gonna get on. You know, it's gonna get done. You know, they're not gonna be chasing me. Like you know, it's gonna it's getting done. I'm delivering what I'm doing. Before I could even, I knew that every time I took on a project, like, oh, you want a website? Like, sure, not a problem. I'll do your website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me half the money, you know, give me $1,000 and I'll start working on it. Gone. You would never see me again, you know? And today is so, you know, it's so it's so different, man. It's, it's, so, it's so different. So I'm, I'm very grateful that I'm getting that, you know, yeah. those opportunities. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Lester, I love you, man. I appreciate you coming out here. And like, you know, you have a crazy story, bro. I had, like, it, it's interesting because it's like, you know, I like doing the podcast because like sometimes there's people that I know and I think I know pretty much most about them. And then like, man, they come on the show and like, bro, they like blow me away. Yeah. You know, so I appreciate you. No, man, thank you for the for the opportunity. I, you know, um, when you call me about this, you know, I was like, a podcast, what? <laughs> you know, like, and then, you know, I, start, I started looking it up and I, I appreciate what you're doing, you know, and I hope this message could help somebody, you yeah. know, to understand that. We come from different walks of life. You know, there's not like a pattern, like mm-hmm. this is what an addict looks like, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, but what I love is that the message of recovery is the same. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've gotten the privilege to on um, like yesterday, I spoke in a meeting in Spanish. Mm. It, w- cool. it, it was wild, you know, it was, <laughs> you know, it was completely different. I've been to meetings, you know, um, you know, in, in, in Europe, I've been mm-hmm. to meetings, you know, in the South here, the message is, is, is the same, you know, we do recover. You know, and uh, but it's it's a, it's a journey. Like I, for me, it's like I know that I gotta keep on doing what I'm doing in order to keep it. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and in, in with your platform, you know, I hope this message, you know, is spread that we, you know, there's a lot of us that are, you know, that are still here. You know, yeah. and that we, we, it's been a, you know, it's it's an it's been a, it's been quite a journey, but it's doable, man. It's definitely doable. I see it every day. Thank you, bro. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you so much. Love you, bro. Love you, brother. Yeah. This show is not affiliated with any specific 12-step program. If you or a loved one is struggling with an addiction, please find a local 12-step meeting. If you believe you may need detox or drug treatment of any kind, please call 888-699-9395 to speak to a specialist. The show is sponsored by United Recovery Project, a state-of-the-art drug and alcohol rehab facility. You can visit our website at unitedrecoveryproject.com.